This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Mobile hunters, if you're interested in upping your mobile game, then head to tetherednation.com and check out their saddle gear. There are a few things you can actually buy that will help you become a better deer hunter or give you the freedom to hunt any tree or any situation. This is the reason why I started saddle hunting in the first place and why I use Tethered's gear. I can honestly say that Tethered's saddle gear has changed how I hunt for the better. Big tree, little tree, from the ground, it doesn't matter. I'm untethered by my gear to hunt the best setup for the situation, instead of hunting for a tree that my gear can use. My current core setup consists of the Phantom Saddle, Tethered One Sticks, and the Predator Platform, along with an assortment of their accessories. So if you want to up your mobile game, head over to tetherednation.com. If you're like me, you spend lots of time poring over maps, looking at weather data, all in an effort to help predict when and where my best times to hunt will be. It'd be nice if there was a reliable source with all this information in one place. Enter the Spartan Forge app. Unlike some other predictive apps on the market, Spartan Forge was created from military combat intelligence experience tailored for hunters and stands at the nexus of machine learning and white-tailed deer hunting. No more man-made algorithms. This is a predictive model based on real GPS collared deer data, historical and predictive weather, and the next level of mapping imagery, all at my fingertips. I've been using the iOS app this season, and it has replaced all my other mapping tools. Visit SpartanForge.ai and sign up today, or head to your iOS or Android app store. Use the promo code TRUTH to save some money and download it today. Welcome to the Truth From a Stand Deer Hunting Podcast brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 283. Today, we're coming to you live from the DIY trailer for Turkey Camp 2022, so stay tuned. What is up, everyone? Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are doing well. Hope you are feeling fine. Hope that everyone out there had a good Mother's Day and was able to do a little Mother's Day celebration. Uh, They put up with a lot from us, uh, whether it's your mom, your spouse, whatever the case is. 
they, if we're being honest, they're really kind of the backbone of everything that lets us kind of uh, do all the adventuring and chasing critters in the woods that we um, that we get to do. They're often the ones holding down the home home front when we're out gallivanting around. So definitely, um, my wife probably deserves a, a a mother's year or mother's century might be a better way to put it. Or a decade. I'm not even a century old, so a decade. There you go. Mother mother's decade is probably what she deserves. Uh, I give the worst gifts in the on the planet for any holiday and uh, Mother's Day was no different. I'm not going to embarrass myself with the with the gift selection for this year, but just know that it was whatever you did was probably 100 times better than what I did. I did have some family in town. Uh, my dad and, and stepmom was in town to visit for the weekend, which was awesome. So we had a a Mother's Day um I guess kind of extravaganza this you know over the weekend, so I didn't get to do any hunting. Did some barbecuing, did, had some cocktails. There might have been a brunch, cocktail uh, party session with some um, bloody marys and so forth, and, and mimosas for the ladies and uh, this morning. So got the day started off right, and uh, definitely needed to get to this podcast to get the episode out for you guys this week. So not going to let the uh, the festivities hold me back from bringing you guys the goods on a, on a weekly basis. But with that, we're just going to jump into today's show. No big upfront, no big preamble. Uh, this was kind of the first time that we've done a, a turkey camp, so to speak. Uh, you know, I have the, the farm back home. A lot of times I go back and hunt uh, with some family and stuff like that over this weekend. Um, but, you know, knowing that we've been scouting kind of this big woods piece, thought, Good opportunity to kind of head back there and uh, do some turkey hunting in that general area. Kind of, you know, um, be able to kill two birds with one stone. You know, do some turkey hunting, spend uh, the, the weekend there and in the off time because we can only hunt till noon here in PA. Uh, be able to do some scouting on Saturday afternoon and then all day Sunday, of course, and then do some hunting on on, on Monday. So um, this is recorded, I guess, after the Saturday hunt. So this would have been Sunday, I think, when we got back from scouting when we recorded this. So we hunted one more day. We did get an opportunity to get on a bird um, late on Monday. Uh, late on Monday morning, it flew down. Weather wasn't great, kind of foggy. Flew down late um, and ended up on a piece of private that we just couldn't pull the the bird off of. It sounded like there was at least one gobbler and two jakes. Um, there might have been a second gobbler. We couldn't really distinguish uh, when, when he was gobbling if it was a if it was the same one or if it was a if it was a second one. Um, so with that, there wasn't a there was no there were no birds harmed during the uh, the course of this this podcast or this or this trip. But nonetheless, we had a good time, had some good hunts, uh, saw some new country, um, did some scouting. It was me, um, uh, my buddy Chad Sylvester. You guys know him, you love him, and my buddy or our buddy uh, Aaron Hepler. It was the three of us in camp for the uh, for the weekend, tearing up the woods together and uh, chasing birds and uh, and scouting for. Uh, scouting for the fall for bucks so with that we're going to go ahead and just jump into the uh jump into the show and as always i want to thank you all for listening any autographs lately (laughs) no i haven't (laughs) Uh, you're a dick (laughs) so we're just going to use that as the roll in and get rolling (laughs) all right folks welcome back to another episode of the truth from the stand deer hunting podcast you can hear i am not alone sometimes i wish i were (laughs) I got my good buddies with me. We are in Turkey Camp uh, with my good buddy Chad Sylvester. You know him, you love him, Mister Exodus Outdoor Gear, and Mister Aaron Hepler. You know him and you love him too. He's like like my trusty sidekick here. Like two of you actually are. Chad's like the unofficial co-host, co-host. of this podcast. I'm not yeah. the I'm not the road dog. I can be the road pup. 
Ropo, you got to go out of state first to get the, to <laughs> yeah, get the road yeah, yeah. To, to get the road kind the road, of uh, the road title. Uh, yeah, the road the road title. I mean, it may or may not be something that you actually want. You know, I mean, Chad. I mean, it's been pretty good for you. Ben's it has been it. good. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. good. I mean, Missouri was good. Missouri was good. Sold bucks. Yep, Kansas was got good. the release an arrow. Really yeah. depends on how bad it smells. You know. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Protein Bar over here. Dude, you were talking about volume. Like, I'm, like, not even on your guys' level. It's just the quality's a little higher. <laughs> Bring in the quality. Bring in the quality. But so we are we are in a turkey camp. We are in the trailer. Um, made a plan this year to – or made a point, I guess, to do some turkey hunting. I don't do a ton of turkey hunting usually. And uh, we are actually in a big woods piece uh, that we've been scouting. So we thought it would be a good time to just kind of – Turkey hunt it, see what happens, have some fun. Chad came in from Ohio. Um, he's heard, you know, Aaron and I talk about this piece for, you know, a little over a year now and, you know, had seen some of the bucks that we had on camera. And so he wanted to come out and just kind of check it out. So PA, we're only able to hunt till noon. So, you know, yesterday was the first day and we hunted till uh, noon and then did some scouting afterwards. And then I lost an eye. We'll talk about all that. <laughs> and then, um, and then today's Sunday. So we're, we just did a bunch of scouting today, checked some trail cameras, just trying to get everything wrapped up for the spring, winter, spring, getting in, you know, ready for velvet fest, velvet season and stuff like that. Get all the cameras hung and stuff like that. So we kind of wrapped that up today to another last scout, maybe make it up once during the summer, but probably kind of at this point have what I'm going to have or Aaron and I have what we have until, you know, until the fall kind of rolls around as far as the game plan goes. And then tomorrow we're going to get up early and try to chase some long beards we heard a few and we think we might have a a beat on one or two three birds in the bag yeah and we're enjoying some whiskey so that's how's the uh, how's the whiskey fellas how do you how are you enjoying this it's a rye it's good it's good hot. yeah like it hot. it is it's a little hot i'm yeah. usually not a rye fan but this it isn't bad it's nice yeah i enjoyed it last night i also couldn't see <laughs> so not that they all three of us slept like rocks. You, you, you've uh, you've teased us twice. I've alluded to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll start with the we'll start with the hunt first. We'll get we'll get we'll get there. We'll get to the eyeball. Yeah, all we'll right. just okay. We'll start with the hunt first. I was actually while I was in the shower, I was trying to remember. Oh, that's one thing to mention too. We're actually standing at a legit <laughs> campground. Camp. Yeah, yeah. This is real facilities here. Yeah, this is breaking ground. This for is like high class. Yeah, usually we just go in and steal a shower at someone's campground, <laughs> like when we're out somewhere. Dirty birds. Yeah, you know, or. Or we just shower in the uh, in the old uh, trailer shower, which is, I mean, it gets the job done. But it works. Yeah, yeah it works. It works. Um, so we're at a legit campsite. It's a nice joint. Very nice. Long a lake. Park rangers, really nice. Super, oh, super nice. nice. Yeah. Really accommodating. Yeah. We didn't get a ticket. Oh, nice. Chad made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I make friends everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so the first day, I'm trying to remember where we went <clears throat> yesterday morning, off the rip. Uh, well, I don't want to say the name. Well, but yeah, it's where we, we normally over park yeah. the camper. I don't know. Oh, that's right. We were over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, well, I guess we started. We 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 all tried listening when we got here. So I got here on Friday, like Friday afternoon. You guys got that's here right. in the evening and and listened at one spot while I listened to the spot that we hunted. Yeah. And that was lots of were, people. Yeah, on was, listening. Yeah, just on listening. Because I mean, yeah. you ran into 
like what two days? Three, three trucks. Three trucks where I listened mm-hmm. Friday night, right. and I got here and dropped the trailer and tried to boogie over toward where you were, yeah. where you were at, and met you actually on the road coming back because you had seen a yep. bunch of people. That should, but you spent the day here kind of scouting. Yeah, you I scouted a little bit and you know walked around the kind of around the area that we were at today. Yeah, but the area I listened in, there was nobody listening. But that was a kind of a different story the next day. Yeah, I mean, crazy pressure. Yeah. Like, just trucks everywhere. Yeah, nobody's, like, willing to, you know, oh, like, you want to talk about where you're going to Yeah, the etiquette was, like, a little surprising. Very, kind of pretty poor, yeah. Yeah, why don't you talk about that? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Well, I don't know. Um, You know, when you, to me, when you pull into a parking area, if you see other trucks there, like one, you just go to the next your next spot, right? Yeah. Like that's that's an option. Or if there's people outside the vehicle, like I always stop and say, Hey, what's you know Yeah, what's your game plan? This was my plan, what's your plan? You were here first, I don't want to screw you up. If you're doing this, I'll go down to the next spot. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Usually there's plenty of room for everybody. Exactly. To I mean, we, everybody we do that even when we're out of state bow hunting. Yeah, like absolutely. Like it happens to us all the time. Yeah. Like that's just a normal and apparently that's not a thing here. It's just like, let me shut my door and sprint to my spot. I don't know yeah. if it's not a thing. Cause usually like as far as deer hunting and bow hunting goes, like I usually for me and PA, like that's usually a like, Hey, I'm going to go this way. You yeah. know, even me where I live, yeah. like, you know, and there's a ton of pressure around me. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'll, uh, and I've had plenty of times where I've pulled into a place, you know, and a guy's there and getting ready and, you know, and he'll just say, hey, you know, we're planning to head over this way. What direction are you planning to go? Yeah. You know, we're not telling each other exactly where we're going to be, but. Well, the weird thing with like hunting turkeys on public, especially where we were that day, because it's not mm-hmm. a giant piece. No. Yeah. You hear a bird gobble and like everybody's. Yeah. You know, you're not the only one that's hearing that bird. Yeah. We didn't even hear a shot, though. No, no, we, we didn't. didn't. But I was surprised that guy got <clears> out because I saw him get out of his truck and I kind of like looked over. I was trying to do the like, I'm looking over to you. Like, yeah. I don't want to interrupt you for getting your stuff yeah. out and getting dressed because he wasn't right. dressed. Like, he was getting dressed outside of his truck. Yeah. And I kind of looked over to, like, give him the look of, like, hey, we're over here. Like, when you're done, we should yeah. Let's figure out, out where we're going, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I fully expected him to come over. So I didn't, I didn't even know well, yeah, he was gone yet. Like, I was like, where'd he go? Like, yeah. Man. I didn't even hear him shut his door. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, he just, I mean, not that you'd slam it, Full of course. Full sneak mode. Yeah. Or turkey hunting. So, yeah, I mean, that can help sometimes. Yeah, yeah, same door. yeah, but we were at a spot where last time Aaron and I were here, we, you know, we're up in the morning and we heard, we used the magic bullet and we heard six or six, probably five or six birds in that. Yeah. Little... And so we felt real good about that spot. I mean, we were kind of like, and I was like, what in our... the hell did these guys get me into? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, PA. <laughs> right. Thanks. So we left there and then we went up on the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, it was just as bad up there. There were guys as soon we as we got loop. up there. Yeah. We, we heard a guy. It's like coyote nine, calling. Nine trucks? Yeah. Eight or nine trucks. Oh, that was the second spot. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I just interjected at the wrong, wrong point in time. Oh, well, I mean, it was still. It was still. No, it was six at that spot. Oh, six at the first one. Yeah. There was. Well, there was two, and then there was six, and then there was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then two on the back side. Yeah. 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 And so just people everywhere. We never heard a single gobble there at all. No, no gobbles, no shots. Yeah. So then 
I'm sure you were kind of thinking like, what the hell? Like, I was a little bit. I came bit. from Ohio for this nonsense. Yeah, $150 turkey tag, what? <laughs> right. It, and it already killed his turkey in Ohio like on the first day or yeah. whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I was I was pretty surprised. I mean, because I know in bow season around here, like it's just not. Well, that's what you guys kept saying. Like, oh, the pressure, there's no pressure here. There's no. And the first, yeah. I mean, it's like, the first no day. I'm coming back here bow hunting. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I feel really like tunes. I feel like the pressure was way more, uh, <clears throat> probably would resemble like opening day of gun season is what I would is what I would think, you know. I mean, because I've been up here in bow season and didn't see anybody, mm-hmm. and our buddy, you know, hunted it all. I mean, he lives up here, so he's he's hunted it all of his life, and then all this year, I think he saw one guy, mm-hmm. you know, in in total, you know, so. I think it's just that it's spring. Yep. Turkey hunting's a pretty low barrier to entry, you know, to go out. Openers on a Saturday. Openers on a Saturday. Openers on a Saturday. And you only hunt till noon. Yeah. So it's not like you got, like, so you can literally, if you have a honey-do list, you can go out, chase some turkeys, and you yep. can be back yep. home by 1 o'clock. Yep. You know, where, you know, whitetail hunting all day event a lot of times or you're not going out to the evening depending on what you're doing or whatever but you know if you got the day you're going to go out scout and try to hunt or or whatever so so anyway we leave that spot and i where did we go after that we went up um, did we go where the dead deer carcass is is that where we went no we went over to where we scouted uh, we went to um where we were scouting and and uh got the Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I had well, this great idea. It yeah, was a really good idea. So this is all Aaron's fault. It's all my fault. So why it don't was you ta- my fault. It was a great idea. Yeah. Why don't you talk about like this the spot just in you know what enamored you about it? So uh it kind of like a drainage. Mm-hmm. Um looked like a pretty pretty long, continuous beaver swamp. Which it definitely is. It's definitely a beaver swamp. Yeah. Um so anyway it's the only thing that would live there. <laughs> <laughs> long walk back to get into the swamp and then long walk into the areas that we wanted to check out. So I think we made it. We made it all the way back there. And um, it was kind of a dual mission. We were turkey hunting. And but deer, while we were there. Right, and deer scouting. And we found plenty of turkey sign there. There were yeah, tracks. There were, a lot there of were tracks. tracks yeah. Like as soon as we got there and we were kind of all like, oh, this looks great. And we were stoked because we really didn't see anyone. Well, we, there, there was, was a, no, one. In the next parking lot up, there was another yeah. vehicle. Right. But this was like, I mean, this kind of piece i mean is miles like yeah. you could walk a two track miles well know? we walked back two miles until we even dropped into what we wanted to check out right and found great stuff along the way as far as like you know turkey sign goes mm-hmm. still again no gobbles um just tracks saw a swamp on the way out there that we were like oh if this all this stuff looks like this, this is gonna be great you know so we we started down along the edge of the swamp and um at first it wasn't too bad no, it was kind of little, it was kind of interesting. Like yeah, when you like, were down on the low side, it was pretty shitty. And, yeah, I mean thick, of course, because it's a swamp. But like if you got up on that high side where that knob was, it yeah. like it kind of, it didn't open up necessarily. It just kind of changed a nice cover like, enough yeah. that you could walk through it and you know not have a hard time. Um, but then we dropped down to try to get into some of the pinch points that went through the swamp. Well, and, when we uh, crossed that rock, like the, like the rock like runoff, whatever that thing, the, the big, big aqua, ass boulders. Aquifer, yeah. whatever yeah. they call them. Like when we got over there, that was kind of cool because it was kind of open. And yeah. There was a little bit of deer sign in there, not a ton, but. Yeah. Um, 
but we did. We dropped down off that ridge to like you know start checking out what we really wanted to get there for, like things that we thought would be funnels and the land bridges. And they were. Uh, I don't even know what you want to call them. Not land bridges. Well, when we looked at the map, <laughs> it, it looked like it looks like timber going through the swamp. Right. It looks basically. like little connectivity points yeah. that kind of go between two swamp sections. That looked like a little funnel where it was like, man, if that's yeah. what that is. You know, if there's any going to be any sign here of yeah. any magnitude, it's probably going to be there. Yep. So I lost all credibility because then there was no, there, land, was, there was zero. zero. Well, you could, if you could have less than jack shit, that's what that place had. Oh man. Well, there was plenty of cover. Oh, yeah, plenty of cover. As Clint soon found out. Yeah. So I'm walking he's through. The way out. Yeah, I'm trying to just like. So we get to the, like the land bridge, and it's just getting like, like dog less hair land bridge-ish. Yeah. And it just turns into like water. So we we can't cross where we thought we were gonna cross. So we we're tried. gonna have to go. We tried. So we were gonna have to basically double back and we walk. found a tree stand in there. That was probably from like nineteen twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thing was rotted out and the metal was all the metal that was laying on the ground was all rusted. The nails were all falling yeah. out from the, um, the wooden stand, yeah. So we were like, we basically realized at that point we we're gonna have to double back and basically follow the path that we took in to get out, you know, and we had realized at that point like that made Clint real happy. We just, we wanted to make a loop there. We did, yeah. yeah we couldn't cross. Yeah, we just wanted to go around because we were like, well, let's just at least get to the other side because maybe it's a little bit different. Because that's the weird thing about this place is that one area, it'll be you know one type of habitat, and then just out of nowhere, it'll just change on a dime. Like you saw it today yeah. while you were scouting. 100%. It's just like out of nowhere, it'll just be drastically different. So well, nothing... we told you that like you got to walk a mile, and all of a sudden you'll turn yeah. up into like, oh, here's where all the deer spend their time yeah, you know yeah. um so we tried to get around it because we just wanted to see the other side because we'd already walked at that point i think it was like a, i mean it took for forever because it was so thick, well, that's but, what the next thing was is we walked all of a little bit more than a quarter mile and we were already an hour into just where we dropped yeah, it into took that. a long time yeah. to get back there yeah, yeah we i think in total to get to the land bridge it was like three quarters of a three quarters of a mile because i think the whole was loop that far yeah it was oh, like i didn't think we were in it, that far and I think I, when I looked at the track, I think it looked like almost like a mile and a half, like to From get there and to get back, back to the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and that wasn't a straight line. Like we looped up on top of that ridge a little yeah, bit yeah. to get into like something that could walk a little, a little easier in and stuff. Yeah. But so we ended up starting coming back. So, but basically, from the stuff that we wanted to check out down in there further, we were hours away from getting down oh, there the rest of the day. Yeah, it's easily that, it would yeah. have been the rest of the day, and it, we weren't even at noon yet. We were still like ten a.m. or something like that when we jumped in there. It was early, no, because yeah. we started. Yeah, we started walking out of there when we finally got out. It was ten a.m. Yeah, or ten thirty. It was ten thirty when we sat down on the road to yeah. lunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or eat snacks yeah. or whatever. So when we realized we have to double back and just get out, so now it's like my mind goes like, all right, let's just get out of here. Like path of like not path of least resistance. Like it's just like breakthrough, whatever we got to break through and just, just move. get to something open so yeah. we can cover yeah. some ground. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to break and it's all just Laurel, like just and and all those little beach things, like where beach, beach brush. Or yeah. yeah. And I'm busting through, busting through. And all of a sudden, like one of the branches of the laurel snaps back and it breaks. Cause I broke it as I was pushing through it snapped back and just cracked me right in the eye. <laughs> like, and not one of those ones where it's like glances you and you're like, Oh, that's close. That kind of hurt. Like, no, like stuck me in the eye where it felt like it like stabbed me. And for the rest of the day, <laughs> and I couldn't see, like, I mean, there was a moment where I was like, man, 
and when it first happened, I was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get out of here because like it's so thick, like you can't see. You know what I mean? Like, well, you can't see very far in front of you. You kind of need your eyes. You know what I mean? It's not like you can just kind of like one eye your way through. <laughs> and at that point, I couldn't even open either eye because the right eye hurt so bad that it just made me want to close both of them. <laughs> and I managed to make it out, and it's just like the rest of the day, it's like I'd walk a little ways. <laughs> Every like. No, fifty to a hundred yards. We yeah. had to stop because his eye was just like watering everywhere. And just like a faucet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just. I'm talking about it. It's starting to water now. And I just <laughs> even freaking talking about it. But I mean, there was like a moment where I was like, man, I'm gonna have to go to the freaking hospital and like get this thing looked at because it's just like hurt so freaking bad. So we we managed to get out of there, and then the rest of my day was just trying to like make sure I could see and keep up. You know, it was all I was I was trying to do. So we finally get out of there. I'm one eye in it. And then we get on the road, we, you know, take a quick break. And then we started heading back, back out further. Right. Yeah. We went deeper. Yeah. yeah. And then what did when, we see then? Uh, I mean, we were at that point we had crossed, was that before or after that one of oh, that overflow? It wasn't really a beaver dam, but the overflow from one swamp, to, I think it was after. Yeah, it was after. Um, there was more Turkey tracks mm, and more yeah. sign down well, through there. Yeah, when we got out and of then, that, when I got my eye busted up, when we got down a little further, we actually saw so tracks headed the opposite way. Right. Because all the tracks right. we were seeing were actually headed, when we got in there at first, were headed out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Toward where we were coming from. When we got back in there, we probably walked another 30 minutes or so, something yeah. like that. Um, Got back to a spot where actually Aaron saw that hen yeah. out in the open. Um, She was kind of working away from us. And what we started calling just to see if there was a gobbler in the area. Mm-hmm. Called it in the coyote. Yeah, yeah we he were, came that was yeah. like 60 well, he yards. Came into, he came in the call. Yeah. yeah, but he was downwind and yeah. he, you know, spooked or yeah, whatever. Not, we, not too fast to get a shot. Yeah, I mean, we only saw him for a split second. <clears throat> it was then a big we, dog, too. And we saw Tommy on the mountain bike. Like yeah, we did. 20 seconds after that. Yep. It's a good thing we didn't shoot. It he, was a good thing. He would have yeah. got <laughs> a surprise. Yeah. He might have got a, good, a little spray. Not a good situation. <laughs> yeah. But that was, I mean, after that, we started working back towards the truck. And I think that, that, I mean, that was pretty much the day. Like, we wanted to get back to that food plot. Yeah, as yeah, far as turkey fields. hunting goes. Yeah. We did, we made it to the food plot. And with, like, 15 calling. minutes. Yeah, yeah, with, like, 15 minutes left. And then we were pretty aggressive, like, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, trying to get one, trying to strike one up. And just and did not hear. We didn't hear gobble the whole day. Didn't hear gobble. No. Well, that's not true. Yeah, we heard one. Later. Did we hear one? Yeah, later in the day when we went. Oh, yeah. So I mean, we're talking, yeah, yeah not, 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 not during not legal hours. Yeah. Didn't hear one during legal hours. Yeah. Yeah. So then we we basically hoofed it back to the truck at that point after stopping at that. We did eight miles block. by lunch. Yeah. By noon. Yep. Eight miles by noon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so then our plan was we basically came back to the trailer took just unloaded <laughs> took a nap i laid down so i could try to see if my eye was gonna fall out of the socket or not it actually helped like taking a nap and just like shutting it you know because i think it was just getting irritated from constantly blinking you mm-hmm. know things what the uh, what the issue was um and then we got up had a little run in with the park ranger which, oh, which is which is fun um nothing nothing nefarious happened you know we we good cop bad copped him and yeah. yeah, we didn't get a ticket. Yeah. Chad didn't get a ticket. We could only have so many vehicles at our campsite. We had more than the, the allotted amount. I mean, he just needs to learn how to follow the rules better. As yeah, they get your rules at these places. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, the rules yeah. they come with. The... I've never been very good at following rules. So. <laughs> well, that they don't make them very obvious. You know? No, they don't. Yeah. So anyway, 
at that point, you know, the plan of this trip was like hunt turkeys in the morning, scout in the afternoon. So, and then also just try to find turkeys for the, for the next day, potentially, or for, for the, you know, the rest of the hunts. Um, so we headed over to a spot that Aaron and I had hung some trail cameras. We thought might be decent for turkeys. It was a spot that Chad ran into a couple people when he got over here yep. on Friday night to, to listen. Yeah. So we were like, well, let's go over there. I had to change out some batteries and stuff like that and just kind of see what's doing. Maybe maybe we hear some turkeys. Get over to that spot, get to the first like camera pretty quickly, set that up, change out batteries, went to a second setup, actually found some decent scrapes. We well, heard a bird gobble at the first camera. Yeah, we heard a bird. That's where we and heard the bird. That's where we heard. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. It was at the first camera. For yeah, yeah. I was he thinking was the second camera. He was. He was really gobbling his head like, off. We could have killed first. that bird yeah, if we'd have been able to hunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he gobbled he was six or seven up. times while we were at that yeah, camera. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So then at that point, we were went back to this other little section, an area I had a camera stolen, but moved it to a different area, hung a camera over uh, in, in an area that had some scrapes, made a mock scrape there. And then at that point, the mission then was just, there was some of that that Aaron and I had never seen before and had walked through. So then we were like, well, why don't we just walk toward where we think we heard that bird gobble and see if we can maybe figure out where he was hanging out. Don't want to bust him up or anything like that, but we were like, you know, it might be something we might be able to hunt Monday if we can figure him out. I mean, we have that bird. Oh, we can hunt that bird. We have that bird pegged pretty much like for whatever area he's loafing in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of good hunt plans for him too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely a killable bird. So we did another like four miles, roughly. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we did a total of twelve plus, like twelve and a half. We did or twelve. Like yeah, yeah, twelve. Yeah. You know, so we did ended up doing four miles there. We didn't hear another bird the Which, rest of that nope. that hike. Um, saw a bunch more of that country in that general area than I've seen before. That was I hadn't been back to some a couple of those areas. Yeah, but I mean, I think between. The uh, spot we hunted in the morning, and then the uh, the uh, my faux pas in the afternoon mm-hmm. hunt. I think that you know Chad kind of liked the uh, the area we checked out and started changing batteries in. It's a little bit different compared to the yeah. other areas that we yeah. hunted, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, yeah, you haven't sure. gotten to see this yet, so no. This as no, far as first like, time, you yeah. know. But even the stuff we, I mean, I know we'll get into this, but the stuff we covered today, I think, like, yeah. as far as whitetail. Yeah, we'll get into the whitetail stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the stuff we, we, I mean, yeah, it was, it was not, I don't want to say it was primo. It's not like you're in Iowa, but right, for right. big wood stuff, it yeah. was, it was pretty intriguing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we ended up jumping out of that spot and decided to go grab some food at the local, with some locals. My eyes is all busted up. <laughs> So I ended up like the sun was killing me. So I was wearing sunglasses. We it's go to this bar. At night. <laughs> yeah, we Clint go to the. I still got on. sunglasses on. We go to this bar, and like the and I didn't want people seeing like just like the constant watering eye going on and stuff like that. And lights were bothering me. So I ended up where I was the the douchebag at the bar. In the sunglasses. Wearing his sunglasses. <laughs> and I've always hated that guy. Anytime I go into a bar and I see a guy wearing sunglasses at the bar, I'm like, that guy, you can like write it down, mail it to yourself, grade A douchebag. <laughs> I mean, it right did there. take like that's, 20 that's minutes probably to get it. our check. It was probably Clint. <laughs> she was like, oh, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of interesting because I was wearing sunglasses. I could look around and watch people and then not know that I'm watching them. And we had a lot of shitty looks. Like I'm pretty yeah. much everyone in there was like, "Yeah, who's the like the non-local 
with yeah, the shades right, on at the right, bar, right. thinking he's too cool for school. I mean, we were the only ones, which was odd on the first day of turkey season. The we were the only ones wearing camo. We were yeah. wearing casual camo. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I don't really ever do that. But I did, don't either. Yeah, we did it. Oh, yeah. uh, we did it. Yeah. Uh, we all had some yesterday. kind of camo on. And yeah, it's, logo it, wear. You know, it was. Um, yeah, it was probably the combination of the sunglasses and the casual camo. You know, casual camo usually gets a look just in general. Yeah. You know. Which is odd to me because it seems like a place where everybody goes after the first day of turkey season. You would think. Yeah. I mean, the crowd seemed like the kind of crowd that would be, would be into casual camo. Yeah. You know. They did. They like, weren't. They, they probably have, like, camo Crocs. I mean, we're in know? the Rockies. We're in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> The Rockies, Pennsylvania. <laughs> At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, Shop MidwayUSA.com. So we had a, we had dinner, ended up coming back here and just just passing out. Basically, had a, had a glass of whiskey and talked about the day. Grabbed some showers since we actually have a shower, and then passed. The out. water was hot tonight. The uh, not for me, man. No, no good. Yeah, but I realized which <laughs> stalls you guys use, so I just got out and moved over to those stalls. <laughs> Because they were the only ones that were wet. Because we're like the, literally the only people here right now. Yeah, yeah. There is only one other, or that we saw. There's only one other, uh, four. No, there's four, four total. Four. Yeah, there's five including us, and there's yeah. like seventy campsites yeah. here. So yeah. it cleared out. Oh yeah, it was hopping Friday night when we got here. It's like, oh, it was full. Yeah, just about packed. Minus maybe one or two sites. I booked this there. on. When did I book this? Monday. Yeah. And was there was two sites available? Well, because I had sent you the link for it like a I couple know. days before, and there was yeah. plenty of availability. So yeah. definitely a well, forecaster looking better, probably. You know, yeah. We had Cat Stevens there nading us uh, here the next uh, this morning. Yeah, yeah. This Bill Fleck. Yeah, he was playing his banjo with his straw hat on. Yep, they have a straw hat. He did have a yeah, straw. He, did. he didn't at first. At first, he was just playing his banjo. He put it on halfway through the second. Seen this Patagonia. Yeah, Buffy. It was like yeah. he was warming up a little bit. You know, the crunch. Uh, oh, yeah, serious. The got crunch. The, straw he got the, serious. the crunch got a little louder. The cr- of the crunchiness, and then all of a sudden, the next time I look over, like he's got a straw hat, and I'm like, oh damn, dude, dude's going full boheme on us over here, and then he was singing. And I did so he really, hear that. So the hat, like I think the hat was like the the confidence builder. Yeah. You know, he's Absolutely. like, he's like, well, I mean, people can't mess with this. I got a straw hat on. Like, how can you deny that a straw hat in a band? I mean, I, asked, I thought the same thing when I was like twenty four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so got up this morning, it, Sunday morning. You know, lazy day. You know, because we did a, a bunch of miles yesterday, so we just kind of took it easy this morning. It's night nice, again. Campground's awesome, so we just kind of enjoyed sleeping ca- in. Yeah, sleeping in and having some coffee and just kind of kicking it around camp a little bit and. Finally got our stuff together and hit the road, I think, like 10 o'clock or something like that, roughly. And so the plan for the day was really just to go, again, like I said earlier, was to go to the spots that Aaron and I had put out cameras and change batteries, 
anything that was a new camera that had been hung like within like the last month just wanted to check to make sure we were even just getting deer on camera yeah. that way it wasn't completely in a busted spot um so we did that and and this was the first time Chad's heard us talk about this he's seen you know the trail camera pictures and stuff and videos that we've that we've had from from this area and you know we've tried to explain what it looks like and how we think it would hunt and stuff like that. And, and he already had like, a, you know, something in mind where he thought he was going to have to walk through bullshit the whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, his hopes probably weren't super high today <clears throat> for, for going out to scout. No, I mean, today was really good. I felt like, yeah, but what did you think? So last night we didn't go like what you had seen yesterday and we we're like, yeah, we're going to spend a whole day like checking cameras and scouting. Uh, like, my, yeah, you, my my hope was not very high for no. what we were going to get into today from yesterday, from from Saturday. Right. Yeah. Just based on, I mean, we got into some decent territory. Like there mm-hmm. was some structure with some cuts and um, some different things, but just like from the perspective of having so many people on the first mm-hmm. day of turkey season, like just people everywhere, <clears throat> uh, the lack of birds or. I shouldn't say lack of birds because there's birds lack here. Of, there's but plenty lack of, birds, of vocal birds. birds. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've all talked about how much turkey sign we've found. Like, there's plenty right. of there's plenty of birds here, and yeah. you know, whatever, everywhere, and scratchings. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I was a little bummed <clears throat> on on Saturday. I mean, to be honest, but I mean, we got some good stuff today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, first place we went is a place where we've had some really good inventory, whitetail inventory. Um, but just a lot of nocturnal pictures, a lot of nighttime inventory, and it and we found hardhorn because we do have a lot of good daylight velvet stuff. Velvet, yeah. yeah. But we had we had located you know one or two good spots that we really thought would be good for uh, like October, uh, you know, into into November essentially, mm-hmm. right? And a couple different types of types of setups, and we kind of walked Chad through those because we needed to check you know check uh, cameras and and change, change batteries. the batteries, yeah. And so the first spot was in the in around those hemlocks and stuff like that, where we had all those. We found the shed scrapes, and we found the shed yeah. rubs and stuff like that. What did you think of that kind of first spot right after we, you know, get past the water and whatnot? I like. I really like the first spot just because of the access. Like, is you have bulletproof access there yeah. to hunt, whether or not you, you know you're gonna have encounters with deer. That I mean, yeah, you walk into a spot like that. There's sign. You guys laid out bedding. You said that there's. You know, a boulder here. There's a point dropping off um, a ridge side. There's be- a, a bed up there, so it made a lot of sense to me. Um, but as far as so that spot was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as we worked, I don't know what direction, but as we worked, that would be west. As we worked west, we went through a bunch. I'll, I'll call it a dead a dead zone, like yeah. some monotonous beach and yeah. cherry, basically. Yeah, not much there. Parts of it you could play baseball in. It's just so mm-hmm. open. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we got into some really good stuff, which I <laughs> felt like, man, if I was going to come here and hunt during the rut, like that would be, yeah. from what I've seen so far, like that would be probably the number one spot. Right. Yeah. So we worked west, and that was a spot that Aaron and I kind of found the last time he and I was here. Um, and it's like we got into some rubs some scrapes there's uh, a lot of tucked in stuff too yeah. like in between you know there's just a lot of edge the there yeah i yeah. mean a lot of edge yeah and then 
and good and good bow setups too. You yeah. know, for wind, wind and thermal. A lot of, like, a lot yeah. of and setup the access, options. Access yeah. is terrible access, there. Yeah, because yeah, if you come up from the bottom there, instead of walking out the way we the way we walk to check cameras, if you come up from the bottom there, it's like you yeah. get a much better. There was um, probably the most buck sign mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah, and not just from last year, like historical stuff, which right. like, to me during during the rut in a big wood setting, like. Deer are using that year over. I mean, that's almost right. Annual trail camera data. Right. I mean, you don't know the days, but yes. you know that they're in there during that time. And period. It was, it's a good mix because you can tell there's rubs from multiple years ago. Yes. Rubs from last year. And they year, weren't small rubs. rubs. Right. A lot of the historical stuff, like it had yeah. some height on it and stuff yep. like that, to where you look at it and you go, like to your point, I've always kind of like, so whether this is right or wrong, like in the big woods, I've always kind of looked at sign like a little differently than I would look in places that have a ton of structure. Whereas places that have a ton of structure, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the older sign necessarily. I want to see like the, the newest stuff. Like yeah, you want the MRI. The yeah. Right, yeah. But in the big woods, like I feel like I look at it a little bit differently because to me, the historical stuff, it's not as, as valuable as like this past season sign necessarily. But if a spot looks good and you're in an area like this where you have a lot of areas that just aren't, that are wide open, that are kind of, like, to your point, dead zones. It's a great way to kind of say it. And then you get into, like, these little, I kind of refer to them as, like, microhabitats. And that has historical sign. I don't care if there's not a ton of brand new sign there, because the historical tells me that, like, deer over time like this spot. And these deer don't lay down a ton of sign necessarily. Like, even when you find pockets of sign, you usually don't find a ton. It's like you'll find a couple rubs. And then you'll find a couple decent scrapes, maybe, you know what I mean? Or one, yeah. a handful of decent rubs. It's not like they just destroy a place. Right. And yet, you know, you were saying too, Chad, about like, oh, like the rubs are not on really like big trees. They're yeah, not, you know, yeah. your typical like high up or whatever. But honestly, like the bucks that are in the areas that we're getting pictures of are the ones making the rubs. And it's like, you know what Clint's saying is like the big wood setting is that maybe they just don't make that kind of sign. Yeah. Well, it's very reminiscent you know, we're to where finding, you and I, right. where we hunt in Ohio together. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah. There's yeah. Not a lot the of caliber of deer that not we know that are stuff. there. Yeah. Versus the, the size of rubs. You yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, there's big, only one spot that I've seen that it matches. You yeah. Know, right. Other than that, it's like, you would think it's a bunch of forkies making most of the sign. Right. Yeah. Your you big know? rubs aren't going to be your thigh sized, chest height, you know? Yeah. There's just not the competition and, Right. Yeah. Deer exactly. Numbers, yeah. And we haven't, and just the bucks that we've had on camera <clears throat> over the past year and, look, well, I guess past year, I don't have on camera, we don't have a lot of small bucks. Mm-mm. Like it's all like borderline Pope and Young and better. Like, f- like if I were to put a percentage on it, I would say like 85 to 90% of the deer that we have are like in on camera are like that <laughs> yeah, Pope and Young and better. Well, you're in caliber. an area that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, places to hide i mean it's big country right yeah, and there's not a lot of guys coming in here and killing bucks yeah like and i've only been here for two days and i'm i could say that with oh, pretty yeah. high pretty high yeah. confidence right. level there's right. not a lot of guys coming in here and killing bucks no yeah not i mean there's plenty of places they could go and and kill, kill a smaller you know oh, right yeah, yeah. yeah you know because we've had places where we're, we're hanging camera and there'd be you know does and mm-hmm manicured kind of stuff or whatever if you want to call it that but like in an area like that you could kill bucks every year and some people are just fine like whatever right Mm -hmm. yeah to yeah essentially when you get into those 
when you get into those pockets like that, that's where you're going to have the opportunity to kill a, a decent a decent buck because yeah. it's a little out of the, off the beaten path. It's a little further away. Yeah, we know. were both pretty excited to show him like the one big rub that we found. And the tree broke. Down. Down. And the tree <laughs> broke. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? So we ended up. We got there. We actually swapped out a camera, and then we ended up turning around and just basically walking out. And then we walked that bench out along along the water's edge. Yeah. Just Bong to kind of see what was there. Well, we found those two red oaks in yes. the middle of those, oh, which yeah, I think right. are yeah. going to be the I food think, source. I don't know what's up on that hillside, but right. I think in relation to where oh, when that I found camera that, was, when I fucking, uh, you found that one cap. <laughs> one cap and, and then like we a happened mud to pile. look up and yeah. there is the, the red oaks right there. There was, there was yeah. a couple of red oaks right there. And I think yeah. like that, I mean, every time you you pick something like that up, it just areas like that just make a little more little sense. more sense, yeah. right? Yep. yep. Well, and there is there is no oaks here, like uh, that's which is kind of a good thing, right? Because you walk through an oak forest, and if they're everywhere, you don't know how to narrow the deer down. Where that's right. That's the Ohio yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because they're everywhere. Yep. Yeah, it's like well, roller skates. I mean, some of the places that I hunted in the same area you guys hunted in Ohio, it's all maples. Yeah. So you get that one lone white oak or red oak, whatever it happens to be, is what they're going to eat. Yeah. But you know they're coming there. Absolutely. There's no way they're not. And all the walking we've done here over the past year, like I don't recall seeing. Now Tom knows where there's like one or two white oaks somewhere. Yeah. You know, but all the country that I've walked and covered, I've not seen a white oak yet. There's some new ones in that cut back at the other spot. Okay. That we heard that we went to on we Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you go out, just go out past the the other direction where that cut was that we walked back through the beginning of it. There's some white oaks in that. Yep. But yeah. So in this area, <clears throat> you're not finding white oaks. So essentially, red oaks are. I mean, if, other than browse, that's if there's the, if you want to find an acorn, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So we ended up going down towards the water's edge, walking this bench out. Didn't really see anything down there of note and then a couple up, of rub there were a couple of rubs down there on those little well at the very end towards where i bumped those deer yeah, yeah. earlier in the day mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then we hopped up out of there and where did we go somewhere after that or was that the end of the day that was the beginning portion oh of the that day. was today that was that, that was, was today yeah. yeah that's right okay yeah. so then we left there and drove not far away to another spot that we park that we have a handful of cameras in. and this is one where i got a ton of velvet inventory last year um like hammer velvet like the best velvet card pools yeah i've ever had, had. like yeah. multiple big deer consistently knowing full well that they were going to vanish at some point you know because it's just it's the, in the middle of a cut i just kind of want to whim through a camera there and it worked out mm-hmm. um but from there there is one that i hung in october that gave us the best daylight photos that we had consistently and it started like end of october through like the first like two weeks of november just the rut time frame yeah it's this bench and they're using it consistently and that's the one spot i feel like during the rut that i know for sure just based on camera intel from last year that if you were going to sit three days somewhere if you sat there and you had decent winds those days you had to have an encounter with with a good deer yep um but as far as like sign or like anything to tell you to be there. there There's nothing there other than there was there is a bed down a little further from there that Aaron and I found. We found that in July or yeah. August last year. And then there was a small crossing that we had found up there. And then the edge of a, a there's a, a a 
uh, a cut on this one side that the edge of that lines up exactly where I have the camera. Yep. And I'm seeing deer kind of coming up over this mountain. That's a way. I mean, that's. It's a piece down there. That's a way. Sure. I mean, you really got to start looking at the big picture and tying that stuff together to realize the deer are using that yeah. hard edge. Yeah. As a way to get up over. Yeah. It. Right. Yep. There's yeah, not it, a lot of people putting that together. Right. No, and and it didn't it dawn on me until after I saw <clears throat> the pictures and was driving and I just happened, I was driving by it and I was like, man, I wonder if that c- camera is lined up with that. You know, and I just pulled up my map and started looking and I was like, well, don't you yeah. know? I was like, it's, and it wasn't like I did it purposefully. It was just kind of a happy accident. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, right. I just wanted to put it on that bench somewhere because I was like, I think these deer are going to use this bench at some point in October, November. I just want to know when, and it's not far from like another, from another cut, you know, but I, and I was actually thinking that was going to be, that was ha- going to have more of an influence than the one on the bottom. Right. But whenever I went back in hindsight and looked at it, I was like, no, I was like, it's the, that. And we knew that there's doe bedding back on top, like behind us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that was kind of the other reason, but that was more of a, like a, a flyer, you know? But even that area is like we said, it's all, <clears throat> it's all monotonous. Like everything's the oh, same yeah. Same vegetation, same trees. Like, there's not a lot going on. The only difference is, is there's something for them to be to pinch on, like to travel yeah, on. There's a little bit of terrain, yep. right? And there's not a lot. I mean, there's no sign there to tell you no, to, other than some deer poop or something. No, yeah, I nothing. mean, I mean, you have a a bench and maybe a very faint trail where you could see some leaves kicked up mm-hmm. every yeah. so often, but not. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's. It was. It's all that that edge and the doe bedding behind it is yeah. is, ever, is is everything for that spot. So we ended up walking this bench out further, and Aaron and I had walked this the last time. So we were really trying to get over like the end of this point, but kind of checking cameras. So we changed batteries in that camera, walked this bench out the rest of the way. Now we're kind of above this one this one kind of cut area, and it just turns into monotonous like the same shit for ever. And then when Aaron and I were up here about a month ago, we found this little spot that was just out of nowhere. It just kind of pops up like mm-hmm. a stretch of hemlocks. I or think, I'm sorry, a, a stretch of laurel. Yeah, and I think the, the way we found it is we saw a scrape kind of in the distance, and we're like, oh, hey, let's drop down. There's yeah. some there's actual some co- there's some cover down there, yeah. which is how we found that the first time. But the scrape that we found kind of led into a scrape line, which is you know what we wanted to show right. you. Yeah, so we hopped into that Laurel. Checked out that scrape line. And we had a camera in there, so we just checked it to see if there were actually deer that were kind of coming through that area that we set like a month or so ago. Yeah. Confirmed it, yep, deer you know, deer are passing through mm-hmm. here, so we're going to leave it there. I have a cell camera that's not far from there, um, kind of on this edge of where that Laurel is and where like there's, there's a cut that kind of meets it a little bit um, that we've gotten good intel from from last year. And, and there's a hammer scrape that... that that's in there. So what did well, you think a of a bunch of hammer well, scrapes? Yeah, a bunch there, of scrapes. Yeah. Then we ended up finding a scrape line that came out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that was like another big piece of the puzzle. So when that, you saw that, what did you think yeah. of seeing like the Laurel and like how that set up sets up with the, the cut well, and all that stuff? When I first, when we, when we got to that first Laurel pocket, I was trying to figure out where the deer were coming from. Cause we didn't find any beds in there. Yeah. Right. Like there was no doe bedding. We didn't find any right. buck beds. No buck beds. So I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on there that was causing deer, all the sign to be focused in that, in that one area. I mean, obviously there's cover, 
there's a little bit of diversity, mm-hmm. but they're not bedded there. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was a little bit puzzled, honestly, when we got in there. And we saw we we found those couple rubs that were kind of dropping down, which would have led them down in that cut. I'm like, yep. okay, well maybe right. path of travel. But <clears throat> when we got on that elevation line, like the sign held true all the way down to that point, and mm-hmm. some of it was sporadic, somewhat. Mm-hmm. But on the backside of those of the first laurel patch, we started getting into those red oaks. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, then there was still scrapes. Yes going along the scrape line continued through those red oaks and that's yep. the longest scrape line i've seen here yeah because it starts in that oh it was and it's quarter mile at least yeah. yeah and there's at least i mean as far as big scrapes go there's at least you can count count at least 10 of them and then and then more mm-hmm. you know when you're talking but once we got to the red oaks over. that's when it started like okay yeah there's food. enough trees in here that Maybe you know they're obviously not all in the same cycle, not all producing the same year. Right. But there's enough that it's there's condensed there. There's there's oaks producing every year right. somewhere right. Some in that of, area. Yeah. So and, that's when I was like, okay, this makes sense. And they're eating them in the fall because there is not a single deer in camera in that general area in late season, like at all. Right. So it's not like there's nothing else there for the yeah. meat other yeah. than cut. And exactly. I mean, they'll be down in the summer, but once that yeah the green stuff starts to dry up, it's like a Bean well, field turning brown. That's right. exactly the shift that we saw last year. So it all started making more sense because it's like that cut was on fire, mm-hmm. and I had all kinds of velvet pic- velvet pictures all the way up to every like, day. Yeah, every day, and then all of a sudden September hit, and they just vanished. And it wasn't like they were transitioning yet. You know, I mean, at that point because they hadn't peeled at that point, they were probably still two weeks away from peeling velvet and stuff like that. But what changed? Those red oaks probably started dropping up there. Yeah, and we would have known it too if it was hunting pressure because like. In that cut, that's really the only area you could walk. Yeah. Like, you're not getting there through, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going straight up over. You're walking those logging roads. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, we come out of there. We follow that scrape line. Like Chad said, there was just like a quarter mile long worth of scrape lines. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, we see another pocket of laurel just kind of pop up. And now this one was thicker than. Much thicker. Like, you couldn't walk through it. You couldn't walk through it, yeah. And. I guess talk about what what you found. Well, Aaron, Aaron's yeah. one that found it. Yeah. Well, we all kind of just like, oh, you, I'll, I took the upper edge. You were going to go kind of try to get through the middle of it, and Clint was on the edge. I was of hoping the... to poke another eye out, so I figured I'd walk <laughs> yeah. through all that shit right. again. Yeah. Down <laughs> and then fall off the cliff that you were on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I saw a little bare spot, and at first I was like, oh, is that a scrape? So I walked over to it, and oh, is there hair in it? So I'm like, hey, they found a bed here, and that was that was a sizable bed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's it was that's a like buck bed. You yeah. held your you held your wingspan out, and it was yeah. like it's at least just five about there. Feet across, yeah. Yeah. yeah, real big bed. Maybe has spots where he's laying his head one direction or another. Yep. Um, but it looks like he's using it consistently. I mean, there is there's yeah. hair in it. There's there scattered. It's, it's down to the dirt. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the few beds <clears> we found around here. It just in general, I think that might be the only one that I've seen that was actually down to the dirt. Minus the one that we found where we camp. There's that one like way on the backside down at the oh, bottom yeah, below yeah, that yeah. cut That's we right. found yeah. one yeah, once. Yeah, you're right. But oh yeah, down at the below that other that cut mm-hmm. that that, yeah. that rub line worked into. Yeah. yeah. But this was the only bed we found like that. And yeah. this bed's definitely used. And like it made a whole lot of sense. Like he's laying in the edge of the laurel, he can look out, look to the other direction over all those over that entire scrape line. He 
I, he can take complete advantage. I mean, I don't think the wind, if there's wind, I don't think it's the type of bench that you're going to have swirling problems because it's wide not enough there. No. that you could have a pretty consistent wind. But He's not far from Red Oaks. Right. He can yeah. take the advantage of the wind, the thermals, everything there, and then if he's got to get away, like, ain't nothing chasing him through that stuff. No. Like, it's And so it all it. started making more sense once we found that bed for <clears> me because when we were back, when we stopped, when we got out of that first laurel patch and we contemplated moving the cell camera. Yeah. And then I was like, eh, I'm getting pictures on it. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and you both were like, well, if we're getting pictures, let's just, let's just leave it. And then maybe in October we figure change it out, it, then. you know, if, if we need to, if we're not getting pictures. But then we started talking about how the deer are traveling on it. And I was like, they're always coming this way or they're coming up this way. And I thought they were always coming from that bench that is just down below it <clears> that right. had that old tree stand from however long ago that was, that was down there. But mm. as it turns out, once we saw that buck bed, I was like, no, it's that the buck that's coming through there that I keep getting pictures of, they're always headed either to or from that bed, right. to or from that direction. And then I started thinking back, like, I was not, I'm not seeing a lot of deer do that. It's usually a single buck coming through headed that direction or, com- or coming had, from. I think we had three different. I think there's good, different bucks that are using that. Uh, yeah. If I remember, yeah. there were three really good ones, though. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I want to go back and look at those photos and kind of like take a look at what the wind was when yeah. they were going there to understand, mm-hmm. because I do think it was a couple different bucks that were using it. They were coming through solo all during, you know, the fall, you would catch a picture once in a while or late summer, you know? So I think that that bed actually gets used year round. Yeah. Him, I, guess. And I mean, if we're going to be honest, we didn't pick apart that Laurel like we did the other one. No. So no. there's a really good chance there's more than just that bed yeah. in there. Yeah. 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 So... That was kind of actually a really good find. That was like, I got super stoked about that because it actually made that whole section yeah. make sense to yep. me. And now, because before I was like, I'm not sure how I would really hunt this. Like, I was like, I have to hunt probably just the edge of that laurel. Well, that's all I was you saying know? when we got in that first pocket. I was like, not confused, but just trying to figure out what actually was happening there. Like, why is all the sign there? And then like the further we went, like the more the more clues we had to yeah. tie yeah, and as far as as far as scrapes here go, those are the best ones you'll find because they actually had like licking defined licking branches, licking branches yeah. and like, oh. Like, that was another weird thing. Like the spot we were at this morning, <clears> that's, I, I brought that up. I'm like, yeah, there's the ground scraped up. But like there's, where's where's the licking branches at? Yeah. Like nothing's broken or twisted or. Mm-hmm. And we found that here and we've actually hung cameras on some of them. And I mean, they're scrapes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They I just mean, don't, you know, I mean, there's maybe a branch over it. It's just not you know, snipped off or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, it just maybe isn't getting hammered or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, certainly it holds true when you find good ones they're going to have. Like that long one that's in the the laurel, it has a branch that runs the entire length of it, and it's all broken. A bunch of different branches are broken off of it and stuff like that. So they use it. I mean, the way I look at it is, is that, you know, like we found that scrape line, right? Not every one of them necessarily had like a hammer, like dominant licking branch or whatever. And well, there was one, so there was one in the middle that had a giant licking branch that you found between those laurels, Yeah, which is kind of, like I said, it's just, it's just, it's just different. Yeah. 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 And it is, it is weird because I always kind of thought like, yeah, scrape. Licking branch. Obvious licking branch. But here it's not so much. And I would guess that those are ones that aren't getting hit very often. It is part of the... Which is what, right, which is what's encouraging about the scrape line is like most of them had a good looking branch. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only time I've ever seen that here. Like I've not seen any other like scrape lines that work out like that. I mean, there's a scrape line over the first spot that we were at today 
that runs yeah. like some of those logging roads, but there there's more distance between them than what we saw. Yeah, than what we it saw was today. very concentrated. Yeah. yeah, and it's and there and those on those logging roads are, are very like obvious spots, like places where you would look at and be like, oh, there should be one right here. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, there is one. You know, yeah. this one to me was encouraging because it's like there's wasn't really anything else around yet they're so it's like clear like that's how they're moving like that's what they're using you know um so we get past all of that and we you know you went up on top the ridge to look to see what was up there wasn't really more of the same dead brush and the same monotonous stuff i mean there's there was some deer sign up there there was like small right small scat or whatever but nothing nothing to write home about which you kind of would expect because there was actually like it was the next bench up, and then it was the top. So you kind yeah. of a, maybe have expected something up there, but it just wasn't. Yeah. And then you found a, a very faint trail that you just yeah. kind of followed out. We followed that all the way to the point. Yeah. And then we got out there, and it was just a bunch of deadfall, a bunch of ferns. Yep. They were pawing up. I mean, that Winter was, sign, yeah. Yeah, I mean. They, they were hammering the fern bulbs in there. Yeah, I mean, it's clear they spent a lot of time in there. Lots of fern. You know, um, and so there was a, lots of fern, man. Um. Then at that point, we Tom had told me that there was a bed down this in this one area, so we wanted to kind of hop down this on this other bench and check out you know this area around this bed. Get down there and we saw nice a rub, rub, yeah, you know, a couple of historical ones then too when yep. we got down there and could see it. And so then it made sense. It's like okay, if there's a bed out here, that makes sense <clears> because there's a little bit of buck sign here. And then, well, then we actually saw deer. But then we heard a turkey gobble. We did which, hear a turkey gobble. Which is, you know. We're going to kill that turkey in the morning. We're going to kill that That's turkey That's tomorrow. where we're going tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a we had a turkey just out of nowhere. Aaron and I are standing we're talking there looking about at the rub. rub. Yeah. Talking Ty, about the rub. It's definitely a rut rub. Like all frustration. We're like, ah, oh, it's you know, probably rut. Yeah, it was shredded. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a bunch of them around. There's like a yeah. couple of historical ones. But it was just like yeah. he was pissed off and yeah. like hit that tree, you know. And then. And you and I both like snap and like look at each other like, is that a turkey? You know, it's like, <laughs> and uh, and the cool thing is, is that he actually gobbled in the area that I actually wanted to go to today and scalp. You know, but we were at a point in the Good day thing he gobbled first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we went. But we were also at a point in the day where it was like we were running out of light. Four thirty. Yeah, yeah, and we wanted to get to some places to try to listen for gobbles this evening and, and try to roost birds. And so we were like, all right, well, we got to try to probably double back now yeah and get out of here um so it was just kind of you know dumb luck that we heard him gobble there and we we sat down for a little bit just to wait to see if we could hear him he gobbled a couple times yeah that's a yeah four or five times yeah, probably six yeah, times easily maybe. yeah so he he'll was be, fired up. he's a fired up bird yeah yeah, yeah. Be. so i'm not gonna say he's gonna be easy to kill but he'll be we killable. should be able to work him yeah mm-hmm. so we heard that, and then from there, we sat down for a little bit and just listened, see if we could, you know, see how he was moving or where he might end up or whatever the case was. Started raining a little bit, and then we figured we ought to just kind of double back at that point and and head out to, uh, you know, the place where we wanted to go to, to basically try to roost a bird for this evening. Well, what our first plan was, yeah, in the first place. So we walked out of that, <clears throat> out of that cut, got back to the truck, drove over to the place. Well, near the I place, was, I just. That was a long walk out. Oh, that walks up from that from that yeah. gobble till we got back to the truck. Felt like forever. Drop yeah, it down it was that probably, edge. It was, it was a mile and a half. Yeah, probably. two. It was two miles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're all maybe, tired at that point in time. Yeah, we need a little it? little snack or something. Yeah, maybe more because where we were getting ready to drop down over, I'd walked that logging road out before, and it was two miles to where my track ended. 
Okay. Cool. Oh, it was definitely at least two miles. Yeah. 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 So we were, so it was two miles just if you were to walk the logging road out the whole way, not counting how we had to it. It probably down. was two and a half miles in. Yeah. So that was a long walk. That walk sucked. Yeah. Um, we got back to the truck, drove over close to the spot we hunted yesterday. Yep. And, uh, or close to one of the spots we hunted yesterday. So it was one of the areas that I walked through when I got here yeah. just to check some of that out. And our good buddy Tom has shared some. Intel with us. Some intel, some turkey intel with us for mm-hmm. that area. And, uh, yeah, we walked back that road, kind of set up a little bit, you know, just sat for a little bit and, and listened. Maybe, we were, well, you heard some hens. And, I thought I heard some hens. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I heard a gobble. but you Coming know, from the same direction, yeah. same kind of time, but I didn't hear the gobble. You didn't hear the hens, so, yeah. like, it's kind of iffy. So, you know, it could have been a crow and a woodpecker, but we, <laughs> yeah. we never know. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it ended up, we ended up getting up after we listened. We getting rained on. You know, thought we heard something. Maybe we didn't. And then we decided to take a walk. Got freaking cold. Yeah, it did get cold quick. And uh, we ended up walking back through all this, like, stuff that just had, it's basically, like, wiped out. It's, it's a cut, and it's just kind of destroyed, and there's an area you can kind of get around the edge. So we got around the edge. Wanted to go back and check this one kind of, like, open area out. And, because we thought, you know, Maybe it might be a good place to. Well, that's where we thought we heard the birds. Right. Too. Yeah. Right. So it's like we'll head back there and see if maybe we you know, catch something out in a field to confirm. Maybe we heard what we actually thought we heard. The the well the one confirmation is we did find tracks, tracks, tracks back yeah. there on that yeah on that you know way in. But you know, like you said, the open area was pretty good. There's a lot of good food back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as as far as vegetative cover, like. There's, there wasn't, there's not been a lot more that was as diverse as that. Like yeah. there's a lot of different stuff For white there. tails. Yeah. For yeah. white tails. Yeah. For That's what tails. I got excited about because there's like <clears throat> some apple trees we saw, you know. Yeah. Um, but even the, even the under, like the undergrowth the is under just different. Yeah. 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 And there's like that one area off to the right. It almost looked like it reminded me a little bit of like kansas style stuff i mean not like crp type grass but just like the openness of it and yep. like the shorter vegetation and stuff like that it just yep. looked like a really good Pockets spot it's a brush yeah it looked like a great spot for a buck to try to cut a doe out you know yeah during during the rut like i don't know that you would i mean i would hunt it earlier just because of some of those apple trees and shit like you that could hunt there. it you could hunt it early um you know during the week like less pressure days yeah for sure um and there was a big looking branch there that yeah. was yeah. that was there. So there's a scrape that was underneath underneath that one. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty stoked about that. So that's a place we definitely need to come back and just kind of yeah. Because we also through. discussed like there's some there's actually some train in there too. When you get mm-hmm. back off off that ed, you know yep. that edge, there's actually some uh, some point like some points and maybe some areas that we might be able to find you know some bedding and that kind of thing. Yeah, there. I think and that is a place where I would definitely hang a camera for nothing else than to get inventory cuz I think you would get some yeah. killer inventory mm-hmm. in that general area. No cell service though. No, no. which is a bummer, you know, cuz it's cool. I mean it's not a hard walk. It's it's it's, it's long. It's long. It's yeah. an easy walk, but it's long. Yeah. And there's some stuff in front of it that's going to draw a lot of people's attention that I think is going to keep people from being back that far. Yes, would be my guess. So you know, well, I mean, the stuff, a bunch of the it. stuff out front is is also not really unhuntable. Like, I yeah. mean, they, yeah, we saw some deer on the way out. out. Yeah, we saw some deer on the way out. Yeah, three, for sure, three deer on the way out. Yeah, no, no gobbles this afternoon, but the weather kind no. of was, you know it was yeah. raining. Well, it dropped and got from sixty two to forty seven. Yeah, ridiculous. Raining. Yeah, 
So that was kind of the end of that. <clears throat> so then we ended up hoofing it back, uh, had some dinner. Now we're podcasting, having some whiskey, and that's about it. So our hunt plan for tomorrow is basically the bird we heard gobble tonight is the lucky winner to try to to eat some lead Number tomorrow one. morning. Number one. Yep. Yep. We have a you know secondary plan to go to that other bird that we heard. Yeah. You know, oh, we, over where we were yeah, at yesterday. We can, yeah. Yeah. Get, get back on a late morning bird if we need to. Yeah. But there's going to be, be right three right. other birds with that one we go to first. So. Yeah. We're going to triple up yeah. on the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad, so all in all, man, what's your uh, what's your impression of of this air of what I we've mean, seen so far? It's a beautiful place, man. Like just the terrain, the habitat, the the creek bottoms, um, really intriguing place. I think that compared to some of the other big wood stuff that I've done, I think that there's the deer density here is probably better. Mm-hmm. But I also think at the same time, it's probably a little bit harder to hunt because to there's not there's not as much terrain here to funnel deer mm-hmm. or to pinch them down. I mean, I think that. When you talk to a lot of big woods guys, they refer to whitetails as just like wonders. Like they just mm-hmm. go wherever. And I think here you probably get a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we were we were talking about um, the place where we heard the first turkey. Yeah. Yesterday. Well, right. So, yeah. yeah. So that area, there's like a little bit of topography, you know, but there's it's it's still relatively flat. Like they don't it's, need to yeah. be. Like, they where, don't need to follow the topography if they don't want to. Exactly. It's not, it's not prohibitive. Right. So where we changed the batteries in that first camera, mm-hmm. like, there's a little a little hill there, whatever you want to You're call it. You're talking 40 feet. Yeah. Right. Like, not. So yeah. they don't necessarily have to travel the edge of that, and they don't have to travel a bench. They can go up and down it. They can go however they want, because yeah, I yeah. would call it rolling. It's yeah, not really yeah. like. It's not a ridge. There's no pinch points or yeah. anything like that. And that was the whole reason I put that camera there was because it was the only thing that I saw while I was, that was like literally one of the first cameras I hung. Yeah. Was that that was the only piece of topography I saw that might make deer Just do enough a to influence. Thing. Yeah. Especially for them to travel that bench, which is, we got great pictures on that bench. Yeah. And not just of deer, like we've had turkeys and bear, everything is yeah. on the, you know. Yeah. But it still is is rolling. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that really pinches them. Which is there is some pinch like areas in there because we have where my camera is. Yep, that's kind of like. But a even funnel. still, that is still wide. It's you know wide. I mean? it's yeah, like, it's, it's a wide. wide. Like people, most people would look at it on a map, and it would not be a pinch. You to have them. to. You have. You can't look at it on a map and find it. Like yeah. you had to walk in there and then see how the trails are running and be like, well, they're funneling along. Yep. This 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 is what I would call the edge of this. The hardest part of this place, and, and <clears throat> one of the hardest parts about this place, in my opinion, is is that so much of what you are going to be able to hunt and make a plan around, you don't see any of it on a map. Yeah, it's all you just have to log miles, and it's literally miles. Like today, we saw a handful of decent stuff and walked eight miles. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yesterday we saw some okay stuff walk 12 miles and some of the stuff we've seen today you guys have already been in yeah we, we had, yeah we had yeah. known we were just i was trying to you know we were both just trying to show you like what's here here's what we see right. this is what we're looking for that way you know eventually at some point if you want to come back and hunt like you know some of the areas and stuff like that and know if you're out scouting and you're still hunting or whatever you know what to look for and 
same thing you did with me in, in Ohio like yeah. when we would go together. It was like you showed me all your spots first, you know what I mean? And that was like, all right, well, now let's go scout, yeah. you know? Um, but it's like you, you're you just not going to do it on a map. You yeah. Know, and just, it, this is one of those places where it's just not going to happen. Right. And that goes for the, for the proofing is like we got into the area like you can ask Clint. I was sure I was going to kill a deer down that swamp. Oh, dude, he would have put like, he would have put money on a deer down that swamp. If you would before we walked in there, if you would have said, "I will bet you fifty dollars, you will not see any material I'd be, deer sign," I'd be a hundred less. I'd be I'd have a hundred less dollars right now. Yes, you for would. sure, because <laughs> he thought that was like a slam dunk. Right. So, and not that you couldn't kill. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody could probably kill a deer back there. Like, better have a lot there, of time. Yeah. There's. I mean, even for scat, like we didn't even not much. One or two. Yeah. So one little then, random rub. Yeah, and it. But if you look at it in a map, in theory, there's a lot of oh, stuff that should map, pinch deer down. About it. Yeah, like, you have a pinch or I mean, there's, there's oxbows. There's, there's there's a lot things of things that go on across. There. You're like, oh man, this looks awesome. On a map, it yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. And you get in there, and it's not that like yeah, deer like cover. It was thick cover, but it was really like. A, how in the world would you get back there with a bow and a pack on? Yeah. In the dark. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't imagine walking through that it. shit in the dark. Can't. Mm. Couldn't do but, it. So, a, dig the place. Yes, no. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. The one, uh, other than the second spot we went today, like even the first spot we went this morning, and I, you know, I talked to you guys about this, but getting set up to have a, shot opportunity mm-hmm. is tough man it's really difficult yeah. i mean there's a convergence of like a bunch of different yeah there's a bunch of stuff going on there with like i would call them like buffer strips of timber yeah yep and you could be within 35 yards of a deer and not have a shot yeah mm-hmm. so it's well, really it's, difficult man yeah, yeah i mean what we walked through this afternoon i think is a little bit easier. Easier to get a shot, maybe harder to actually see see the, the deer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe harder to ac- access in general. It's more mm-hmm. more work for sure. Yeah, yeah. access is harder. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. Access gotta, is harder. You got a you got a pretty good climb to get up to where yeah. we were. The the first area that we were this morning is definitely thicker like heavier cover, which is what what makes part of the shot hard. Yeah. The one setup that we did find, it seems pretty, would be pretty dynamite. I would be the spot that I would, yeah, yeah. that'd be the spot. Because that that's I would where pick. they all kind of come together. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the, one of the cool things is about this place too, is we've only really just, I mean, just scratch the surface. Scratch the surface. Yeah. Like we've scouted. Well, now we know, well, I mean, for a while we didn't even know what sign we were looking for because we didn't know how to qualify. It's like, well, how much sign is good sign? Like, you know, Wait, how- so when we came here last year, we found a scrape. A scrape. A scrape. A handful of rubs. Maybe rub- five or six rubs. Yeah, and one bed. Total. One yeah. bed. Yep. And that was it. Well, that's what it takes, man. When you get, when you get in these... Big country, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of acreage here. You're in big woods. There's not a lot of structure. It takes time to qualify everything, to build a profile, to yeah, um, you know, some some camera history. I was just gonna say our one saving grace here has been that, like, through nothing more than probably some luck, is that the trail camera placements, 
that I had last year were awesome. Yeah. And that was like mm-hmm. expedited the whole like figuring out like what they're doing, where they're coming from. Cause that was the whole reason why near those hemlocks, that's why I scouted that whenever yeah. I was here, whenever that, whenever that was in February or whatever, because I was like, I know that they're coming from this direction. I know they're headed in this direction. I was like, I just need to figure out where. And then I went into that spot. And it, again, it was the same thing where it's like a bunch of nothing. Then all of a sudden, boom, the habitat just changes like immediately. And then yeah. it was like all of a sudden it was like rub, scrape, scrape, rub. Yeah, it's a lot and of then, scrapes in there. Yeah. And it, I mean, what that one little area, we probably count like 10. Yeah. Know? And the one thing Aaron said earlier is you're not seeing that from an aerial. No. I mean, the small, I mean, there's edge there. There's uh, some habitat diversity, but you're not seeing that diversity and edge on a map to say, okay. It's not significant enough to show up exactly. on a Exactly. You know? Exactly. Nope. It just looks like, because it's, because it's mixed in, it's more just like the hardwood stuff stays the same. It's the filler in between that changes. Right. Mm-hmm. It goes from all that like twiggy, beachy, small stuff to all of a sudden like these shrubby almost like they're not it's not laurel in there but it's it's you know it whatever it is yeah whatever it is but it just gets it starts to fill in the gaps you yeah. know what I mean where you start to now have like edge and cover yeah. and things like that and you won't see that on a map because it'll just look like the hardwoods if you look at satellite yeah you know so right. and 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 the other thing about these the the bucks that live here is they especially during the rut like to go from the ridge we started on this morning to the ridge we were on this afternoon is nothing. Yeah. Because they did, like, we had the one, that one eleven pointer we had, we had him on that first hillside. Like, I think he was on Tom's camera. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a couple hours later, he's on the other ridge. Yeah. Same deer. Yeah. Chasing does. So, it they, you know, it is, it's hard to, without finding those little pockets, Without the cameras and finding those little pockets, you wouldn't even have a chance. Oh no, you'd be, you'd be screwed. But we're not going to be screwed tomorrow. We're going to find that bird. We're going to kill it. Yep, yep. That's the plan. So with that, I think do is we miss anything or are we good? Do we cover everything? Pretty good. I think we got everything. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, fellas, turkey. Well, I know we got a, another day or so left, but turkey camp's been good. The first we might have to make this an inaugural turkey camp. It was fun. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Good, good time. Yeah. Appreciate you guys' company. Hanging out in the Mav Bomber. Yeah. Mav Bomber. Another, I missed her. I know that's what you said when you got here. Like I missed her. You give her the old pound on the side, you know. It's like, hey, it fits three people pretty comfortably. I was is, pretty worried that I was going to have to sleep underneath Chad in the hammock, when you know we were. We were I like the fact that you that, call it a but, hammock, where I think everyone hammock. else calls it a hammock. Oh, you know, I'm a duchy. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we were, we're pretty g- interested in the. Are uh, uh, pretty impressed with the uh, with the with the Amish accent last night, you know. Oh yeah, I had it going. What was it? He, he had was the Amish accent going impression. last night. Oh, for from what? the trade show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah, that was on point. <laughs> all right, well, with that, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks all for listening. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star rating, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And while you're at it, head over to YouTube and give us a sub there as well. I'd be super appreciative if you do those couple things for me. And before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tethered, Spartan Forge, Exodus, and Skull Brew Coffee Company. And until next time, we'll see y'all.
All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do-hard-shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.